You're listening to The Tech House. Today, we're shaking things up. In this episode, we're talking to two major influencers to get their perspective on the rise of social media and how to build viral audiences. I'm Swish, your host, and the CEO of TrueFan. Today, we're going to be hearing from Buster Schur and Jack Sussman, two of my best friends. Buster is the founder of Hoops Nation, an online Instagram community with over 800,000 followers featuring stats, memes, live streams, and more all around my favorite sport, basketball. In the other corner, we have Jack. Jack is the founder of Best Crosses with over 1 million followers. I'll say it again, 1 million followers, Best Crosses in an Instagram community that provides their followers with daily basketball content. The rise of influencers is really hard to ignore, and young people get this, we're sitting at the forefront of it. On this bonus episode, we're exploring how young people are changing influencer culture. Personally speaking, I hate the word influencer. I think way too many people use it. But that being said, people like Buster, people like Jack, they're true influencers. If you're a brand and you want somebody to wear your clothing or you want them to wear your product, the best way that you can go about getting them to do so is by getting an influencer to promote it to their audience because their audience will listen to the influencer a lot more than listening to you. What are some common misconceptions that people have when, when they, they're like, what's Buster's career? Like, what does he do? What are some common misconceptions that come up? To some extent, everybody has a little bit of truth. Like some people think I do Hoops Nation. Some people think I host some shows. Some people think I comment on Instagram. Like (laughs) some people think I just do live streams. Like whatever it is, I think there's an ounce of truth. It's just all the different pieces. And a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that I do in music too for like distribution and stuff like that people don't know about. But, you know. And I actually love the word influencer if the person's good. Like, if they're doing good things with that fake influence or whatever, <laughs> like, great. Yeah. If they're doing terrible things, then, yeah, it's, like, a terrible word, and they're going to use it a ton because they feel good using it. But if they're actually doing good things, I, I have nothing wrong with somebody, you know, being labeled as an influencer. That word is overused, though. A yeah, lot. for sure. For a sure. lot. But because I think most of the people that have that social media influence do bad things with it. Right. Like, they try to, you know, like, they pose booty photos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they try to sell those booty photos. Like, you know, that that's the majority of people with this. So in today's world, I mean, there are so many people now on social media, right? And and I think a lot of times the argument comes up that, oh, people who grew their account in 2013, 2012 was a lot easier because there weren't that many people trying to create a brand. A, what do you think about that? B, how do you create a brand in 2019? Jack? Everyone was new to it, so we kind of had the, the first idea to start it, so... You have to be yourself because if you try to copy anyone, it's already done. So If you try to copy anyone, you're going to get called out. Yeah. It just doesn't work. But I remember when I jumped over to Instagram, and I jumped over to Instagram pretty late at the end of 2017, and I reached out to a few accounts, and I asked a bunch of people what they thought on you know the current time period. Pretty much your question, like, mm-hmm. can I do this? Mm-hmm. And the majority of them said no. Like, like it's too late. It's going to be very difficult to do it. Right. And, like, you're not going to get, you know anywhere near that um but i did well there's no one like you on for sports instagram like the way you interact like with that's yourself true. with the audience that's true so um yeah you just got to differentiate i remember watching i think every single day there was a time maybe last year i don't know if you still do it buster but every single day you had a live stream at like 6 p.m and you stayed on for like an hour yeah because my schedule in high school was so perfect yeah like perfectly aligned with the nba schedule because right. i would get i would get home at two post 
all throughout the night and then I'd be watching the games just by myself because I was in Connecticut though I wasn't hanging out with anybody I definitely wasn't going to any parties not doing anything so I just live stream my reactions to every game mm. and do like 20 30 minute live streams instead of doing homework and you know I'm happy what is it about live sports that drives so much engagement on social media like is it is a relatability I mean like you know basketball and memes and everything like do you guys feel like you could grow an account like this for something else obviously you guys both have a passion for it which definitely helps but is basketball content uniquely you know positioned to do well on social media yeah well i think the first thing is the nba allows it and that's obviously the the biggest thing like the mlb you can't post anything and the nfl yeah and the nfl so nhl soccer nothing so like basketball obviously gives you that opportunity and they encourage it so that's the biggest difference yeah, and I think like if you wanted to make a huge Game of Thrones account or whatever, it would be very difficult to get the approval from like exactly. HBO to go out and do that. All the likenesses and using their names, and if you do anything for your own, you know, business or profit, you start selling a shirt. Forget about it; they will be on you. There's no other sport like basketball when it comes to high school players who have the audience they have, and that helps so much because you can start posting high school content, and I don't think any other sport would get the same type of traction right everyone had a huge focus on instagram right now do you guys see instagram continuously staying popular over the next 10 15 years what other platforms are you guys bullish about right now no platform lasts for 10 or 15 years really apart from youtube youtube's the only platform that through time has gotten better progressively better every single year where there's really no other platform that's even been close to that i mean even facebook has died down for the younger audience gone up for the older audience Instagram has changed their demographic over the last couple of years and changed just about every feature to remain on top of the game. Snapchat was the number one platform when DJ Khaled yeah. was popping champagne bottles for two straight years, getting 10 million story views a post, and he was doing like 30 a day. You know, no no platform lasts for that long. Right. But what, what other platforms, Jack, are, are you interested in getting into? Maybe you haven't already, but you're interested in looking into. I like longer form content because I think that lasts longer and it can... It'll, it'll be like here forever mm-hmm. so stuff like youtube facebook watch like that type of thing i'm looking into right now do you Social like IGTV? TV? i think for certain types of content it works and certain types it doesn't like obviously a fast-paced training uh, video it might work but for longer storytelling i don't think it works as well right and then buster for for tiktok you know huge platform everyone keeps talking yeah. about it used to be musically and now chinese owned obviously mm-hmm. and very popular especially among younger people so 8 to 14 year olds have you been on it yeah of course and what do you think about it i think it's great for promotion for music i think for artists they should all be on it and all take over that demographic because it is the most direct way to get in touch with those people you know the people that use it the kids that use it the little boys and girls who use it and for artists that are trying to hit that demographic, whether it be hip-hop or pop or whatever, that is the best and fastest way to do it at a very cheap scale. I want to talk really quickly about influencer marketing. Trendy topic, obviously, especially over the last two years. A lot of brands have pivoted a lot of their marketing dollars towards working with influencers. Both of you guys, have you worked with brands before? What was your experience like? Any tips, any recommendations, concerns over influencer marketing? Jack? I have. I've worked with Nike, uh, Atlantic Records. Yeah, so I think it all depends on the type of content they want you to post and how it can be original because it obviously has to be different than everything else for it to be effective. Buster? Yeah, I mean, great experiences and you know less great experiences. The great being, you know, they give you full freedom. They 
you know, pay on time, like all of those key indicators to a project being great. Um, and they support it by sharing on any platforms they have, maybe running ads against it, whatever, if it's on social. And then the worst being, you know, nitpicking every single tiny edit you do and making you reshoot five times in five different places and getting other people involved. And then when you do it, they pull back on it because they didn't approve that person or that account to post. And then they want one link posted and you put it up with another link and they're like, take that down, put this link up instead. And it's like, you send me the same link twice. So, you know, you get you get all of those kind of things. So there's good and bad. I'd say for tips, make sure that you have the freedom that you want. And if it's something that you would post already, great. Like if you get paid $5 for it, that's awesome because yeah. otherwise you'd just be posting it anyways. If you're coming to us to post an ad, we know our audience the best out of anyone. So, and we're obviously not going to want to post something our audience doesn't want to see. So, you should trust us that we will provide the best content for our audience. Social media often only shows the positive things that are happening in our lives. But is that accurate? Does it actually give a real perception of what our daily life is like? For me personally, I maintain healthy mental habits on social media by A, remembering that when people post, they're only posting 1% of what their life truly is like. But B, that a lot of times when people are sharing content, I can look at that and I don't need to necessarily compare myself to them. I think if you remember all of the things that are great in your life and all of the things that are working well for you and you come on social media more just to learn from people as opposed to comparing your life to them, you'll feel a lot healthier. Buster and Jack are two people that I've known for some time. And when I was thinking about the questions I wanted to ask them, I wanted them to get into topics that they didn't really talk about before, namely around mental health and education. So very much deep diving on your guys' personal lives, how you guys manage your time, how you guys also use social media in a healthy way. Because the fact of the matter is social media was brought in as a tool to connect people, but our generation in particular has seen a lot of negative effects from it. So A, Buster, in terms of the effects that social media has had on everyone's mental health, have you seen that dark side yourself personally? No, but I think overall it's terrible thing why like it it ruins a lot of real life relationships of people it gets people thinking that you know these lives that everybody else lives are so much greater than theirs when in reality you know probably half the time it's not and 99 percent of the time it's people sharing their best moment from every week and then that's what you associate their entire week with having been so i think from that standpoint it ruins you know, a lot of the sanity from a lot of people and a lot of the comfort with their own lives. For me, knowing that, it doesn't, but I feel like most people don't know that and they're not taught that. They're taught that this is, you know, this is your friend. Like, this is, this is your friend on social media. Like, Adam is a friend. Follow him. Whereas in reality, you know, I think it's pretty detrimental to a lot of people. All right. Jack, anything to add? Yeah, um, I just think the biggest problem with uh, that side is that, like, people try to, be like someone else so much on social media and the biggest thing is just be yourself because people respect that more I think and uh, just be genuine and you don't have to copy anyone just be your own person it could, you know a lot of times even for me I mean how long do you guys normally spend on, on Instagram per day if you had to estimate you can find out right now yeah do it screen out, time it I can find out right now I can screen time this real quick screen time it quickly uh, what, what, what do you guess though do it before like give me an estimate before you actually check probably a couple hours couple hours i think more than that i'm 
I'm going to estimate that Buster is about seven hours per day. Last seven days, 27 hours total. 27 hours in a week. 20, so uh, three hours, 56 minutes, daily average. But, but don't you feel like when you're going through and you're on social media for, for a long period of time, you're like scrolling so much, you're trying to look for that instant gratification that like your sense of happiness changes? I think for Jack and I, it's less that because we're on it as a business. Yeah, it's more work for me. It's work. Yeah. So like I'm looking for the fire yeah, meme. Me too. Whereas how can like... I'm not seeking anything apart from high-performing content. But if I'm on my personal account, like, I have 95% of the people I follow muted. But, like, I don't want to see most of the stuff from anyone unless I'm with them. Jack? For my personal, I keep it really small because I'm a private person. Like, I don't spend much time on my personal at all. And just whenever my friends post, I like it. But, like, other than that, I, I don't really use it for that purpose. Got it. And then education-wise, so, so both of you guys uh, do share a common thread where uh, Buster graduated from high school, but he decided not to go to college, and then, Jack, you left high school yeah. in grade 11. Yeah, I left in grade 11 and did the rest online Yep. to focus on what I'm doing full-time, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to college yeah. as well. So so let's talk about the reason not to go to college, because I, for example, I, I dropped out after second year, but I am not anti-college. I do see the benefits of college oh, for, for some sure. people. Yeah, I'm think. not anti-college at all. Yeah. yeah. But, like, why the decision not to go to college, Jack first? Yeah, it just depends on the person and what you're doing. Like, for me, uh, I don't think anything I could do in college would help me. So it just matters on the person. Like, if like the career you want entails college, and I say for sure go to college. It's a great experience, I think, and I, I see nothing wrong with college, just not, just not for me. What if, what if you wanted, however, go to, like, a, a USC film school, for example, you know, like, yeah, I, I just think the real world experience is like I already have a few projects running. So I think that uh, I learned way more from that than I would Fair otherwise. Enough. Fair enough. Buster? Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I just think for me personally, I just would have been super unhappy there. Like I would have felt like I'm such a bad student as well. Like if somebody asks me something, I'm just not going to pay attention. Whereas in basketball or in any other business I'm doing, I'm doing it by choice. So I'm going to give 100% of my attention to it. And I'm probably going to do all right at it because I'm going to be trying super hard. Whereas in school, it's the complete opposite. I don't try at all. I don't pay any attention. I don't do the work. Like I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm going to feel like I'm kept in somewhere. Because like now with my schedule, and I, I think the same is for both of all of us really, is that you can do anything and not do anything. You have the ultimate freedom to decide to say, I'm not going to do anything this week or I'm going to action pack every day and it doesn't matter. The first part of influencer marketing was brands simply going out and trying to find people that had as many followers as possible. Where I hope influencer culture goes towards is brands trying to find specific people who are aligned with their brand and more importantly have bought from them before. The biggest power behind influencers and why they're so valuable is how relatable they are to their audiences. That's something that is very hard for a brand to be able to show off, is how relatable they are. So for them to be able to use influencers to be able to relate to their audiences, to make them cool, I think is a really great idea. But before we move on, I want to hear Jack and Buster's opinions on what we talked about today. Whenever you post a photo with somebody in it, tag them. Jack, final words? Just be happy in what you do. Make sure you do what you love and enjoy life. Love it. Rapid fire questions, guys. Be creative if you can. Think outside the box. That would be great. Buster, what do you want to see invented in the next 10 years? Uh, An ability to be in both travel 
as fast as like, the speed of sound, I'd also love to see uh, VR become indistinguishable from reality in any place so you can be in multiple places at once. Jack, I want to see. Uh, I agree with Buster on the time travel thing because that would be unreal. Other than that, uh, not too much. I'm not big into tech stuff, so just kind of more like the world peace type of side. I want to see people come together and that type of thing. Buster, best decade in the world has been? 2000, 2010. Why is that? Evolution in tech? Crazy. Like nothing to something? It's insane. Biggest growth hack that you can give to somebody wanting to grow an Instagram account? Be as tactical as you want. Post a lot and post at 9 p.m. <laughs> Buster, how can online communities work together to promote each other? I think you just have to collaborate. I think collaboration is the most underrated thing on all of social media. Where do you want to take Best Crosses over the next year? Well, first of all, I want Best Crosses Studios to be the main thing. Just creating content all over the world that inspires people and has a good impact on the world, not just in basketball, but in everything people do in life. Buster, final question, the best and worst thing about being an influencer? Best thing is the schedule and freedom. Worst thing is haters. I'm just kidding. But some of them are funny. Right. It's especially funny when they're right. Any 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 <laughs> any funny, weird experience you've had with a fan? Like uh, or a troll? Online? Yeah, I mean everybody thinks my opinions suck. All right. That is a wrap, people. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. I thank appreciate you. it. Thank you, um, thank you. Where can people find you guys? Buster? Uh, people can find me at Buster on Instagram, Buster Share on YouTube. It's really the best places. Lovely. Jack? Uh, for me, Best Crosses on Instagram, um, Best Crosses on Facebook, and Best Crosses on Snapchat. Perfect. Awesome, guys. You guys heard it there first. So you guys are listening to The Tech House, the podcast where we're bringing cutting-edge startups and Fortune 500s to the table to talk about their contrasting views on how technology is changing the world. I am your host, Swish, signing off.